0: gathering of the geeks a podcast and youtube show built around the things we as geeks all love hashtag we gather on sundays thank you for checking out the one where we watch it anyway i'm one of your hosts emmett and i'm joined by the ted lasso to my coach beard chris evans chris how you doing i'm doing okay how are you doing yeah i'm doing uh doing pretty good, pretty um, good? yeah pretty 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 good as i was thinking uh, yeah <laughs> Uh, Gathering of the Geeks uh, it's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, folks so uh, if you're watching us right now go to your favorite podcast app and uh, search for Gathering of the Geeks and you'll find us right there um, Chris here's a, here's, here's a good one for you so if you have friends who are Instagram like actual friends like ones you text right mm-hmm. and they send you something on Instagram via DM do you reply on Instagram or do you text them? Um,
1: usually I'll just reply within whatever app we're talking in. Ooh, that bugs me. I can't, Ooh, you sent me the thing over here. So why would I, you know, unless you send me the link to something in text, then I will reply in the text. But if
0: you, if you send me something on Twitter, I will reply on Twitter or something on, you know, yeah, see, see that 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 brainwave is where I'm at. It, if you want me to, it, well, in a couple of different ways. I don't like having two different conversations going. I do so that. like, if, yeah, see that <laughs> that drives me nuts. <laughs> like, uh, just, just today, a, a, a gentleman uh, from uh, the place where I work, we text, but then he sent me something today. So I was trying to think, okay, do I reply here? Like, ha ha ha, that's funny, or whatever. Or do I just go to where we regularly converse and say, hey, that thing you sent me is funny? You know, doesn't that just make you want to scratch your eyeballs out thinking about it? No. No. (laughs) No. That's (laughs) That's fine. I'm (laughs) good.
1: You know, whichever app you you communicate with me, that's where we're going to communicate for that particular thing.
0: Yeah. I wish wish they would just send me the link to the thing in, in text. I think that would that would solve me a lot of problems
1: well you know it so like with zeddy um right if i want to show him something on tiktok Mm -hmm. i'll send him something on tiktok we'll comment there and then we're just talking on twitter anyway usually at the same time
0: yeah see when you send me tiktoks you send them via twitter dm where we converse all the time and like oh this is great i don't have to comment or like or anything on tiktok (laughs) that's right that's yeah that helps If you had a TikTok, we would communicate that way. Yeah, maybe that's my problem. We Got need to cut down on, on the stuff that I have. <laughs> no, we need to get you a TikTok. Oh, I need, yeah, I know. I don't know if I want that. It's fun.
1: <laughs> There's this guy on there. Um, I don't think I like him. Um, it's something about him, but the way he speaks, I, I feel like he's a serial killer, but he mm-hmm. makes all these delicious foods, and he's very <laughs> soft spoken. So it's easy to listen to him and watch him cook, but I really feel like he's hiding people under the floorboards.
0: That's that's his no that's offense to him at all. It's just it's just the vibe I get. Yeah, he could be a totally nice guy, but he probably um, is. You're hacking people up on the weekends. He just ease up a little bit.
1: As long as he doesn't do it on TikTok, we're cool. Just. <laughs> yeah. Keep with the
0: food videos. I like it. Yeah, that's see, he's one step away from doing that. <laughs> he might be. I don't know. He's just, he's just feeling everybody out. He's just, I'm going to keep acting creepier and creepier, and we'll see. See how much, like, how far I can take being this. Creepy
1: though, it's just the tone of his voice and the way he's the manner he speaks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something. It's like a Patrick Bateman vibe. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
0: He's kind of my hero, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's up, uh, Cookie? What's up, Steve? Uh, hello, Ruth. Uh, Ronan, Zeddy, how's it going on this fine Sunday evening? Uh, Chris, what'd you get up to uh, this past week?
1: So, this week we had we were supposed to have like the snow apocalypse again here in Texas. It wasn't that uh, bad. What's that? What's that? Two inches? Uh, about an inch and a half. <laughs> it was supposed <laughs> to be pretty bad, but it, it turned out okay. So, I was actually out of the house much more than I expected. Mm-hmm. But I did watch some things. I read a couple things. Uh, let's start with the watches though for me cool yep um i if you heard of a show called has been hotel no okay so it's an animated thing that started on youtube and i suppose it was so popular now amazon has it and a24 is funding it so it is an a24 animated series okay good um it's about this works and get tricky (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the the concept of the series is that Satan and Lilith had a child. Mm-hmm. The child's name is Charlotte. So now Charlotte okay. and her father run hell. Hell is depicted as like a city, like imagine New York City or something. Okay. We're and Charlotte it, it? wants to run a hotel to help um save the souls of hell because every year Angels from heaven come down to exterminate souls to just wipe them out completely so that there is not a um, so they don't have an opportunity to kind of overrun things.
0: Little natural selection type of deal. Yeah, kinda of like that. Okay. All right. It's pretty funny. I, oh. the... <laughs> I was waiting for that. It's funny, yeah.
1: It's pretty funny. <laughs> it kinda of reminds me of the Harley Quinn series. It's that same kind mm. of adult humor. And it's very interesting to look at. The designs are cool. Uh, It's sort of like something you'd see on Cartoon Network for a child as far as the look of it. But then, like, as soon as you see the origin part, you realize this is not for children. Hmm. And I imagine it it would offend a lot of people, too, because it kind of paints Satan and Lilith in a, I don't want to say a a nicer light, but it's a more positive kind of
0: thing. What, 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 What is that on? Where are you watching it? It's on Amazon. Amazon, okay. It's called Has Been Hotel. H-A-Z-B-I-N. Has Been. <laughs> has Been Hotel.
1: It's kind of fun. I, I, I think I'm going to stick with it. It's four episodes right now. And like I said, it was apparently so popular on YouTube, they have given it a full series.
0: Hmm. It's Plus, a musical. They, mm. Oh, yeah. It has music in it, too, which
1: is mm-hmm. which is something.
0: Caught the, I was caught off guard by that. Yeah, the, the um, premise sounds fun enough. It's different. That's what I would say. saw from a couple of years ago too. Uh, that was a YouTube show, yeah. The YouTube yeah. version started in 2019. Hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. The animation style looks just like the Harley Quinn show.
1: It's very similar. I actually thought it was yeah. like Bell doing one of the voices
0: too, but it's actually uh, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Beatrice Fernandez, I think, is her name. She's uh, I from. I
0: Steph... uh, <laughs> got Stephanie. Stephanie Beatrice as Baggies.
1: Uh, Yeah, her full name is, we don't want the E rating, so Maggie works.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah, don't see any many popular names on here. All I see is Keith David in three episodes. Keith David is pretty funny so far.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I love the voice of Keith David no matter what he's doing. Sure, he's got that voice. Yeah, he's got a certain kind of voice. I just like Keith David. He's fine. Mm -hmm. So um, I watched that. I watched a lot of Young Sheldon because I'm trying to catch up before the new one premieres hmm so a lot of that has been watched i'm almost gone i would say
0: okay oh, i didn't look at the episode count but i've I watched it a large chunk of it so there's mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't um, it feel weird sometimes just watching tv shows and they have like 20 episodes a season or like yeah. 18 episodes like what's strange <laughs> I, I don't know what i'm of, doing here
1: <laughs> that's why i don't really watch a lot of like i don't want to yeah. sound snobby but i don't watch network tv often because I, I don't want to watch 20 episodes of something usually. Right, yeah. But then when I think about some of my favorite shows are sitcoms Friends, um, How I Met Your Mother, Everybody Loves Raymond. These mm-hmm. are shows that have 20 plus episode seasons. Yep. Even like Buffy had a lot of episodes per season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that, you know, every, that was an hour, so that's a lot to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and-
0: the thing is, you don't. Know, I, I don't know this, but our, our, for the network shows that are, you know, 20 plus episodes, is mostly, 30 minutes now i don't know of any longer ones like law and order chicago little chicago shows know, chicago fire pd like um, yeah i don't i don't know if those are longer shows both in episode length but then is season um length as well
1: i'm not sure um hmm. yeah I, I have no idea hmm. but i i think that most of the longer shows have shorter seasons i think right just because I think the longer show with the longer season is a thing of the past. Right. Because even like Superman and Lois, that bottoms out like 13 or 14 episodes. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and that's more than enough, I believe, for an hour show. If it's a sitcom or a 20-minute show, then you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want. Whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, do, do whatever you want. Whatever makes you happy. As yeah, long as it's not right. heroin, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got Phil with us. Eric joined. Ian. Hi. Uh, I know there's a big storm in England, and it seems
0: like the whole world is, like, the day after tomorrow right now. <laughs> yeah, we had that last week. We had uh, a couple feet of snow in a day or two, so. You know, I, I deleted the Canadian problems. Thing.
1: <laughs> 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 I gotta, I, you know, I should just keep that in. Hashtag yeah, you should Canadian have. Um, but those are my, like, TV series watches. As far as movies go, I watched a couple of new things. And mm-hmm. I think you've seen one of them. You watched um, Sonic 2, right? Oh, yeah. We saw that in the theater. Okay. I just caught that this week for the first time. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot more kid-friendly than the first one, I think, I guess, because I had more mm-hmm. of the, the CGI, so more Sonic.
0: Yeah, more Tails. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I did not like the voice for Tails, but I get that's the voice from the animated series and stuff. I mm-hmm. was not really a fan. Um, I really like Knuckles, though. Eater's Elba just makes anything cool. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can cast Eater's Elba as, like, the Tooth Fairy or something, and it would work. hmm So more Eater's Elba than anything. <laughs> and Jim Carrey's always fun. hmm So I enjoyed that. But um, I also watched Justice League Crisis on Tours Part 1. Don't want to talk about it. Didn't like it. And uh, <laughs> Self-Reliance was actually the big hit for me this week. Have you heard of this movie? No, I don't know that one. Okay, self self reliance is written and directed by Jake Johnson from New Girl, which I'm a big fan of too. New Girl. Yes. Um, oh, with
0: uh, Zoe Deschanel.
1: Hmm. Jake Johnson is the that. one of the lead characters. You might may have seen him in like Let's Be Cops. Yeah, I see that guy there. Yeah. Oh, he's uh, Peter B. Parker. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's that's probably what he's known for now. Um, All right. But I like that a lot. That's that was a fun concept. It's about a, mm. a dark web show where they people try to kill you. And you have to survive. Oh, it's funnier than it sounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it is a comic. but it's uh, it's kind oh, of okay. it's kind of strange tone because mm. like it, it's really dark sometimes. Then it's not, and it just kind of feels surreal, and you don't really know what you're watching. I don't mm-hmm. know how to explain it. It's something you'd have to see, but I I enjoyed it. Give that one a go. You yeah, you might like it. It kind of reminded me of um, what's that movie called? Mark Duplass, where he builds a time machine. You know what I'm talking about what's that movie called? Nope. Safety. Safety not, Guar- Safety not guaranteed. Oh, I remember the trailer for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good. T- I like that one. It, it reminds me of that. It's kind of like on the same track. Mm. All right. Uh, But I I enjoyed that. That would be my watches. Those are pretty quick. A couple obscure
0: ones for you this week.
1: I like the obscure stuff sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Ian said, I rewatched the Marvels with my wife and kids yesterday. They loved it. I also enjoyed it more the second time. It's actually a very funny movie, and the chemistry between the leads is top notch. I agree. I also really like the Marvels. I know a lot of people didn't. I thought it was fun. It's not the greatest thing, but it's entertaining. Uh, that he says, I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal the day after tomorrow <laughs> trying to maneuver around Chicago. Yeah, I've seen the news. You guys got it pretty bad right now. <laughs> uh, he says Sar- Fargo season finale was great. Definitely recommend the most recent season. Yeah, I got to get to that. Uh, the finale. I'll, I'll get to that maybe tonight. Oh, I also. Well, I think you watched it, so we'll get to um, True Detective. You watched that, right? I did. I just watched it last night. Okay, we'll get to that um, on when we're done. Zeddy said, I blew his mind with a certain actress in self-reliance. So, you, you know, you've seen Anna Kendrick in a lot of stuff, right? Sure. Apparently, she's a horrible person. In,
0: in real life?
1: Yeah, apparently she's horrible. Oh. Yeah, she's like one of those you got to separate Fucking the fingers. actors' real life from the performance. Um, Zeddy didn't know about the stuff behind the scenes.
0: Oh, you ruined? Oh, that's a sad emoji there. Yeah,
1: right, it's I a sad it. one. I, I, ruined, <laughs> I think
0: I ruined Anna Kendrick. Ah, uh, I get you. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> oh, that's too bad. <laughs> but most of these people are horrible anyway. I think when you pull the curtain yeah most of the most of our heroes are are, are horrible people <laughs> it's It's highly possible. Um, but those are my watches. What do you get up to? Um, so you started with TV. I'll start with TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I started watching beef on Netflix. Um, I saw over last weekend the Emmys? Was it last weekend Mm -hmm. or the weekend before with the Emmys? Anyways, uh, Stephen Yen and uh, Ali Wong won um, Best Actor and Best Actress in a limited series, I think it was, for Beef, um, which I had no idea um, was even a show. Um, I didn't either. Yeah, so I had no idea what it was. I went in kind of uh, dry and uh, unprepared for that one. Um, So I started watching that. I'm only a couple episodes in. I don't know why I didn't watch it. more of the week as it was going on but it's pretty interesting it's a it's about a bit of guy and a, a girl who have a road rage incident um they don't know each other and they don't see each other's faces but then as the show goes on they get more um intersected and their lives become more entwined um mm-hmm. as the show goes on and their road rage becomes more apparent and their personal lives become more apparent and uh, and that kind of stuff so i'm, I'm pretty like i've only or I think I've only watched two, maybe three episodes. Um, so I'm pretty early in that. But it's, just, it's nice to see Stephen Yen in something. Mm-hmm. Um, I really only saw him in Walking Dead and then hear him in when I watched the first season of Invincible. Um, I'm not sure if I've seen anything else with Stephen Yen in it.
1: I don't think I have. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I don't think I have.
0: Mm-hmm. And I don't recall ever watching anything with Ali Wong in it either. Um, so it's kind of nice just kind of watching this. It also has the... Um, the guy that was just cast in The Last of Us Part Two is Jesse. Um, hmm. I forget what his name is. Real funny name. Young Young Mancino? or He's got a really funny name. I'm going to have to look it up. Anyways, okay. he plays Steven Yen's Jin, brother. <clears throat> um, so it's kind of cool that I didn't know who that actor was when he was cast, and now I'm watching his show um, with him. So I'm kind of getting a good idea of who uh, they are, which is fun. Um Oh man, I gotta check my letterbox. That's how oh, I remember things now. Um, that was it for TV <laughs> this week. Yeah, that was it for TV this week. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, watching a lot of Simpsons in between spare time right now. Okay. Um, just for fun, you know, like you're like you, we talked. I think it was a couple weeks ago. I was watching Sheldon or not Sheldon Fraser. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of watching it as as just for kind of time wasting. So I'm watching a lot of Simpsons right now. Um, for time wasting just for kind of fun and I'm watching it with my son <clears throat> which he thinks it's funny um mm-hmm. you know I'm trying to think I was eight, year old, eight years old probably when I was started watching The Simpsons or around that age um it's just funny some of the jokes you know <laughs> and like and I, I we, wa- we, wa- we were watching a season I forget which season it was but like there was something about religion and God and three episodes back to back to back. like oh, there was really? the one epi- the one episode where the kids go to live with the Flanders <clears throat> and, and they try to baptize the kids. Um, and then the I think it's the episode after that is the one with the uh, the statue um, the, 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 the angel um, bones that they find and it turns out that it's a marketing gimmick for um, a mall or whatever. Um, but that that one, and there was one other one episode right after that as well, very religion heavy. So that was kind of interesting. As you know, I, I haven't watched these episodes in such a long time, but then watching them as, as a kid, like my son is doing, just you know, some of the stuff is funny, like the fart jokes. <laughs> but then the other stuff that you know nobody gets, if you're an eight year old kid, um, is quite funny as well. And the religion's one of those things that, as a kid, I don't recall ever understanding the the comedy in it. So. <laughs>
1: I think it's one of those shows that you could watch as a kid and, you know, it's still entertaining, but as an adult, you get the whole picture. Mm-hmm. I, I think that kind of makes it special. I don't, yep. I don't think, I don't remember the last time I watched an episode of mm-hmm. it, but I, that's kind of my takeaway from it now.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, there's things that you will get. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I watched uh, True Detective as well, but we'll talk about that after I talk about just some quick movie things here. I watched Becky. Um,. From a, from a couple of years ago, it's got Kevin James in it as um, a bad guy, a neo-Nazi who breaks out of prison and tries to um, retrieve a, something that he had stolen or needed to find before he went to jail. But he has to find it in a in a house where obviously our heroes are are stationed. And there's a woman, a little girl there named Becky, um, and she has to fight off Kevin James and a whole bunch of neo-Nazis. Um, kind of a horror action kind of themed movie. Um, I don't know why I watched it. I can't remember why I thought it was a good idea to put this on and watch it. Um, it wasn't a terrible movie, but um, so, and there's a sequel to it as well, Wrath of Becky. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so where she, she gets at it again, fighting some evil, yeah, <laughs> evil people. So um, I watched that and then I watched, uh, it was funny, uh, Phil put it in the comments that he watched Happy Death Day. I watched Happy Death Day. Um, I wanted to get to it um, in October at some point. Spooky season. I don't know why I didn't get to it. Maybe just not enough time. Um, and I had higher expectations for this movie than I probably should have. Um, they made a sequel for it. So maybe that's why one um, it, it, small step in thinking that it uh, was better than it should have been. It was fine. It was good. Good time. Um, you know, the Groundhog Day aspect to it um, was good. But the lead um i can't remember her name didn't find her any kind of enjoyable at all um Mm -hmm. what do you call her what do you call those girls scream queens final Final girls girls? yeah that's it um i didn't i don't see her on any top five or top ten or or top any kind of list. anytime anytime yeah so i didn't uh, enjoy her that much um i like the groundhog day aspect to it mm-hmm. um you know I, there's nothing wrong with that and i think even the final scene where what's his name is like oh it sounds like a lot like groundhog day and she doesn't know <laughs> what's talking about and he's like oh bill murray he's like i have no idea who you're talking about um so i thought that was fun um i thought some of the kills were pretty good mm-hmm. um obviously this girl dying over and over again um so yeah uh, okay not great you know, I
1: I meant to put a new video thing in here, and uh, I now I feel like I should have because it's it's the part of *Revenge of the Sith* when Natalie Portman says,
0: "You're breaking my heart." That's yes, right. That's so what I'm we gonna,
1: need. Right. I'm going to have the video clip <laughs> ready for
0: next week. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think the, yeah, the technical foul one is fine. It's but, just uh, You're like your breaking it. my heart is like something that really offends, offends you. So, yeah, I like that. You got to, yeah, yeah. Add that for sure. Technical yeah. foul
1: is something I enjoyed because I, I love that cartoon.
0: <laughs> uh, let's
1: get to some comments um, for a second. Uh, Steve started True Detective season one, but season four is cool so far. Everyone, when I made that tweet about True Detective, the flood that came that I need to watch the season, the first season. And it's like, even if I didn't want to watch it, I'm going to watch it now.
0: You have to. I have to see
1: what the hype is. Yeah, I got (laughs) to see what the hype is. Uh, Ian says True Detective was so good. Phil watched Jaws, Fletch, Happy Death Day, Inception, and The Holdovers. That's a solid group of films. Which Fletch did you watch? The first one? Um, Zeddy Watch, True Detective, Warriors, Sex, Lies, and Videotape, What Hot American Summer, and Boys in the Boat. When I glanced at this comment, I thought it said Boys in the Boot. Uh, I'm sure boys in was. I was thinking, is this an English film? No. I wasn't
0: sure. Uh,
1: I love what, what Hot American Summer, though. That's a good time. I
0: haven't seen that
1: one. Oh, it's, it's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Cookie Watch Prisoners, <laughs> I Am Ruined. Yeah, that one is, that's a
0: rough one. Oh, that, that that That's a, a good comment and a good uh, thing to bring up later in our show, so that'll help.
1: Yes, that's that's
0: what I was thinking too.
1: Zeddy uh, said he's never been able to see Paul Dano the same since Prisoners. He says I won't be able to see him the same now either. The Riddler casting makes so much sense. It really does. Like, Prisoners I think, it sort of puts him into perspective. Because <laughs> I thought Paul Dano was great anyway, but I always thought of him as um, his character the girl next door. Hmm. So to
0: see him go from that to where he is now is pretty—it's
1: pretty big change.
0: Yeah, Paul Dano I think is one of the best actors working mm-hmm. right now because of movies like Prisoners or um, uh, the Batman. But then when you get Swiss a Army movie Man. like uh, what's that? Swiss Army Man. Exactly. Or but then you get a movie like Fablemans, The Fablemans, mm-hmm. um, where he plays the dad, and I thought he was one of the best parts of that entire movie. Mm-hmm. I think he's got incredible range. Um, he does incredible range.
1: Yeah, I like him a lot. But mm-hmm. it is, seeing him in Prisoners, it, it paints him in a different different light, I'd say.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Swell guy. Alright, so that's our watches, Chris. So Why did you read anything this week?
1: Uh, Yeah, I read a couple of things.
0: Um, <laughs> I got <to laughs> kill your darlings. <laughs> I read kill your
1: darlings, number five. Everybody, I've been really high on this series, mm-hmm. and this issue, so this is the start of the next arc because now we're in the final four. Mm-hmm. The back half of the series is only eight issues total. So um, they finish off that first arc, now we're in the second part, and it starts off with a bang, I would say. Yeah. It's also a really quick read. Like It felt like I read it in five minutes or less. Oh, really? Yeah, there's not a lot of dialogue. It's more visual, hmm. which is not a bad thing because the visuals speak for themselves and it It um, really—I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a kind of a mystery aspect to the first four about what's going on and why is it going on. Issue five fills in some of those blanks, and it Mm. does it in a very clever way. And I I think now I have a better better idea of where the series is headed as we get we get closer to the finale. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I really love this book. I, I think it's it's just entertaining mm-hmm. it's a cool story and and it's this this back half hopefully will keep on that trajectory mm-hmm. so i enjoyed that and then i tried to read avengers twilight number one <laughs> uh i think i'm halfway through it i like it but it's very wordy and i just i think i bit off more than i could chew at the time i didn't have the yeah. amount of brain power to process <laughs> um it's it's from Gypsy does not compute. <laughs> was not computing. Johnny <laughs> Five is down. Um, but it's it's a good read so far. I'm only halfway through. It's about a world where the Avengers are either dead or just aids. Like Steve Rogers, I think, is in his seventies, maybe eighties. Mm. Mm-hmm. Luke Cage walks with a cane, for example. That's how old he is. And, and yeah, it seems like there are no heroes left. And I think oh, Tony i'm pretty sure tony is dead because there's another stark character who looks like him and i believe it's his son his son yeah i didn't know that tony stark had a son didn't I know that no but it's not one of those marvel number one marvel number ones is that tricky where it's like oh it's a number one but it's not mm-hmm. it's not like that this appears to actually be a number one and it's from chip yes. Sadarsky, so people like that
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, people seem to to like that. Uh, uh, I, I agree with that, that Zdarsky seems like he's kind of a very hot writer right now. What's that line from um, Zoolander? Um, Will Ferrell says it about somebody uh, somebody's so, hot so hot right now. Yeah, that's yeah, he's so hot right now. Uh, that seems like that's Zdarsky. You know, he's on Batman. Um, he's been on lots of other big titles. Um, so I, I agree with that. that legendary. Mm-hmm, exactly. So uh, a lot of people do like his stuff. For me, not everything hits, um, which is fine. So um, I'll, I'll, I didn't even know this book was out or had come out or is was coming out or had come out. Um, so I'll, I'm going to give it a go. Um, it's got some really sweet looking covers from Alex Ross. Yes. Um, you know, a number one always helps uh, with me, with Marvel. Hopefully it doesn't um, hit me over the head like it did you uh, with its wordiness, but I'm sure it will. But uh, I think I'll give it a shot regardless. I just didn't have the processing but I'll, I'll finish it. Yes.
1: <laughs> and the art is really nice too. It has this distinct style where it's not overly cartoony looking and it's not mm-hmm. super realistic. It's a really nice middle ground. So I, I like that as well. And just in the first issue you see a lot of characters which is pretty neat because mm. they're all older. So. Nice. Yeah, it's like old man Logan but with, when the world's not a hellscape. Yeah, that's always trouble. Yeah, it's more Blade Runner, I guess, than Hellscape. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, so the... Oh, Steve says, Arno Stark has been in stories for quite a while. His name was Jimmy. Jimmy Stark, or James Stark. Is that the same character, or is that
0: a a different Stark? Arno. What kind of name is that?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't really... I like Iron Man, but I like movie Iron Man. Hmm. I haven't really read much comic Iron Man, just kind of here and there. So I can't really say much about the comic counterpart. Mm-hmm. Eric says, Zdarsky seems like the next Tynan. Um, maybe, but Tynan is kind of a different beast because Tynan's indie stuff is really good. Like, yeah. and I have both <laughs> been huge fans of a lot of his independent stuff that we've read. Yeah. Um, I'm anxiously anticipating the final show of Dracula, for example. Oh, man. Is is that? That's not this week, is it? I think it is this week. Oh, um, my God. But, he, you know, there's others. Like, The Closet yes. was one of our favorite books a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would reread that any day. It's a good time. Oh Well, oh, yes. I don't know if that's called a good time, given the subject matter. <laughs> yeah, maybe not a good time. <laughs> it's a great read, is what I would say. Uh-huh. Steve says it oh. is a different character. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, so maybe this exists in a different pocket of the universe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's Jimmy Stark. So those are my two reads, though. I, I have stuff <laughs> on... Jimmy Stark. Yeah, Jimmy Stark. <laughs> I have stuff <laughs> I want to get to. Like, um, There's a new James Bond comic. That started I was just going to
0: ask you about that.
1: Yeah. I decided to read Avengers instead of that mm-hmm. earlier today. And I was like, halfway through Avengers, like, I probably should have went with Bond.
0: I think it'd be, yeah written, yeah, written by Garth Ennis, um, mm. which is nice. He's he's one of the best. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong. Yeah, a couple, well, a couple of James Bond number ones ago, um, which it seems like there's one every I don't know six months or whatever. There is, um, they restart. You had mentioned, yeah, <laughs> you would mention to me that you don't know how well, um, 007 transfers over to comic form for you. I don't think he does like, for me, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: but with garth ennis writing this one i want to try it i feel like bond is more of a, a visual movie character and i know he started in books i get it he's yeah. actually a <laughs> yeah.
0: wait a
1: second yeah, he's a little but just for me i prefer to see him in film or mm-hmm. in the tv if it ever happens i, I don't think I, I like the idea of just reading the character
0: yeah that's fair
1: although i should eventually give the books a shot i want to try haven't read any of them no, but if they have now that we talk about it, if they have an audiobook I might look into it. Mm-hmm. Our buddy uh Grabs was telling me about that Dresden Files mm-hmm. series. I wanna try that too. Um some of them are on Spotify, but my issue with audiobooks are sometimes the narrator is just off the wall.
0: Yeah, it depends which one it is,
1: eh? Yeah, like the shadow narrator was pretty good, both of them. But like the interview
0: mm-hmm. with the vampire narrator was just odd. Did not like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those dresden follow ones i think you'd enjoy i've read uh two of those ones
1: yeah i think i would i would like those two uh <clears throat> steve says arno is a descendant who is a Kang opponent so king goes back and tries to kill howard or tony to erase him this son must be all new yeah th- i don't think this is anything like that
0: so mm. those are my reads mm. jimmy stark yeah old okay. jimmy Stark. A uh, pretty small list for me this week. It was just Wonder Woman number five, um, which continues to be great from mm-hmm. um, King and St. Pierre. Um, number four was quite special for me. I don't know. I can't remember if I talked about it. That was a little bit too long ago. Um, but number four was just so special, and then kind of a different kind of a tone for number five um, this week. Um, but I read The Deviant number three uh, as well from Tynan. Mm-hmm. The mystery keeps unfolding at a slow, tiny, and pace, but uh, it's it uh, and the dialogue is still unfolding at a tiny and pace as well. Uh, that's so okay. That's though. good. Yeah, it's okay. That's and that's what you know. I'm I'm really digging about th- this book, and you know, <clears throat> as as we as we read or as I read more of Tine and stuff from his indie work, just you know, getting a better handle on who he is and you know you had mentioned a while ago going back and reading his batman run to Mm -hmm. see if we missed anything and i think that's been one of the biggest things for me since last year is you know understanding the writer and who they are helps with then reading the stories that they write i think so uh reading the deviant is just uh you know it's moving along pretty well this one was less and there still was pretty gruesome stuff happening um but this one out of The previous two didn't feel as much horror-based and violence-based. Just a lot more of the mystery unfolding from, I think it's 1973 um, until the 2023 present-day stuff. So that's pretty much it for my reads um, this week. That was it to think if i read anything else no i i bought a whole bunch of comics this week uh so that was my that was that was my comic book stuff that happened this week <laughs> what did you buy i don't know yet i can't remember i got a big box it should be coming mm. this week uh okay. i got over over 20 books um, Oh, there's a lot single yeah single issues and collected um i'm coming this week i actually bought a a james tynan book that came out this past week um shoot, yeah, another book it called, yeah, it's from a couple of years ago. Um, it's at uh, These Savage Shores. It's a definitive oh, yeah. edition. Uh, or, sorry, not, not James That's Stein, Ron, uh, v. Ron V. Yeah, Ron V. A vampire um, book. Yeah, one of his first early ones, um, I think, that I was really digging, or have, uh, that I'm really digging to, wanting to dig into. Um, I heard it was so, pretty good. So, yeah. It's a Vampire so, Pirates, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and doesn't that sound like the best thing in the world? So, um, hoping, hoping to dig that. So I got that um, at least one of the books coming uh, this week. And I bought a whole bunch of stuff over over the Christmas break. My comic shop had uh, 12 Days of Christmas. Mm-hmm. So all the 12 days leading up to Christmas, they had different sales. Um, so I bought a whole bunch of books and just regular books that are on my pull list as well. So, yeah, I didn't read as much, but hopefully um, buying books is the same kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah.
1: right. It's, well, I mean, if, if that's the case, <laughs> I've read a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I have cubicles full of things. That's right. Some books, even the ones I've lost, you can say I've read. Like I still don't know where that um, the Devil's Cut is. I have no idea. (laughs) You son of a. Have no idea where it's at. (laughs) I I did, you know, read uh, Soma though. That was called Soma. Soma. Yeah. I did read that, so I kind of
0: read Devil's Cut. (laughs) <laughs> There's no point in reading Devil's Cut Now. You just read the issues as they come out. <laughs> yeah, now I could just read them and see if I like them. We could just do it that way. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't had Two yet because it feels like it's been a while.
0: Um, I think that is soon, if I remember correctly. It's in like the first week of February or the end of January. Oh, okay, I guess so. And it's got and it's got more. three issues uh, solicited okay. so far. So, hmm. yeah.
1: It's gonna be a good year for distiller. I think we said that,
0: you know, the first week back, with we did, uh, yeah. they're gonna have a lot of stuff coming. Mhm. I hope it's a good one. Yes. Oh, because that's what I I I read um, some stuff that I hadn't watched. I read I finished uh, reading the uh, Swamp Thing Green Hell from Jeff Lemire and Doug Mank.
1: Oh yeah, did you like it? Came it? out
0: a couple of years ago. Yeah, and I, I hadn't read the the third issue that took so long to come out mm-hmm. after the second issue because I guess uh, Doug Mank had some. Uh, health issues um, overall. So, yeah, the third issue, um, it, it's funny. Like, the um, I think about it, like Batman Damned is like a weird Justice League dark book because it's Sorry. got all the Justice League, and that's kind of the thing with um, Swamp Thing Green Hell as well. It's got Dead Man, it's got Constantine, it's got um, not a Justice League dark character, but Animal Woman um, in it. So, it's like it's, it's not just a Swamp Thing book, it's got other. Justice League darkish characters and the supernatural characters in it, which I really enjoyed. Um, <clears throat> one of the best things about um, Green Hell was the art from Doug Mank and how it's just all out gore fest in, in a lot of aspects with the with the Swamp Thing, uh, with Swamp Thing beating like just total carnage against <laughs> the, the green and the rock and the red and all that good stuff. So the art was the big um, takeaway from from Green Hell over the, um, I guess, the words from Lemire. Nothing wrong with them, of course. But the biggest thing for me was the, the art from uh, Doug Banquist was, was so good.
1: But his art is always yeah.
0: impressive. And I think with yeah. Swamp
1: thing, yeah. the, like the carnage, is kind, it, it happens. I, I like to mm-hmm. see the carnage. <laughs> Give it to me, please. Yeah, I, I don't think he's a like a docile character, really, once he starts going. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not really a way for him to be. It's kind of like Wolverine. He's got claws out if he... You know, he can't just scratch you. You're probably going <laughs> to lose Quit limb. that. Yeah. Quit that, you two. <laughs> yeah, no, no don't he's going to cut them arms off. <laughs> right. If the claws are out, you're getting cut. It, it is what it is. Swamp Thing is a giant swamp creature made out of different things. So it That is true. Uh, Cookie says Somna maybe this week. Somna 2 is maybe this week. Hmm. Nice. Don't have to wait too long then. Yeah, that would make more sense because it
0: didn't it drop. Early last month, or early December? And the first issue came out in uh, November, end of November. Oh, okay, then it should be this month. And I see it, it's uh, the 31st, so not this week, but the week after.
1: Okay, we still got some good stuff coming this week, I'm sure. Oh, yeah.
0: Our and our watches.
1: Your sound's messed up.
0: How about now?
1: now? Now. No, we have
0: we're having technical difficulties. What's the matter? Oh, there you are. Okay. Oh, see here I am. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Can you hear me now? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Single five. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so that's our reads and our watches this week, and we have a a, a, a main topic, um, Chris, that I had thought about, and and um, it's good that Steve is on the show because I'm stealing this idea from a, a conversation I had with him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I like that Cookie is on as well because of her recent watch of Prisoners. Um, and this comes back... I had this idea and I've been having this idea. I watched um, David Fincher's Girl with a Dragon Tattoo a couple weeks ago. Um, during the, the, the part of the movie where Elizabeth gets raped by her, the lawyer or whoever's holding her money, um, I skipped over that part. Um, Obviously, I had seen it before when the movie first came out, and I think I watched the movie again after that. I I watched the scene just like any other scene in the movie. But at this point, I said to myself, do I need to watch this scene again? Mm -hmm. I know what happens. I don't need to feel what it feels watching something horrible happen to Elizabeth Slander. So that's fine. So then I thought to myself a couple, maybe I forget what it was sometime earlier this week. Um, I was thinking, or Jacob Elordi has been all over the news with Saltburn, and he was on Jimmy Fallon the other day. Um, And I I got to thinking about euphoria and how euphoria was such a big deal um, for how great it was, I think. It it won awards. People talked so many good things about it. Uh, My wife had watched it, and she said how great it was. And I watched one. I've only seen one episode or I haven't seen an episode, but I was only around one episode when it was on the TV when my wife was watching. And it was a scene that, Chris, you had mentioned to me when we were talking about this is the, the scene where Rue and one other character, I don't know who it is, Coleman are in a diner. Coleman yeah, Coleman the they're, they're, they're in a diner somewhere and they talk for 45 mm-hmm. minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. They talk about addiction. And it was some of the most captivating TV that I had ever seen, just from two people talking across a, a diner table together. So I said, you know what, I I should give Euphoria a try. I got about, or I got exactly 33 minutes and 11 seconds into the show and I had to turn it off. There's this, at that moment, a young girl named Jules meets a a gentleman she meets online at a hotel um, and relations happened. And in a sense, she gets raped by this guy and is suit, like five seconds, after the scene started, I had to turn it off and say, you know what? I, I can't watch this. The show may be good. Zend- Zendania may be great. Uh, Sydney Sweeney may be, isn't that her name? Zendania? It was Zendaya, he, I right? think it was. Zendaya, a... thank <laughs> you. Uh... I, I like
1: your pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, <so>.
0: sure. <laughs> Just keep following me along here. Sydney Sweeney may be great. Jacob Elordi may be great. Uh, and onward and onward and onward. But the horrible things that are going to happen to these young people in this show, I think, are going to happen to these people in this show. Because of what happens at exactly thirty-three minutes and eleven seconds, why do I need to put myself put myself through the pain of watching horrible things happen to people? And again, Chris, we talked about this when you were talking about Saltburn, and the biggest thing about Saltburn is so many weird and yeah, <laughs> so many weird and terrible things happen to people in that movie. But you, you there's people not like you, Chris, but people like you who find enjoyment in some of those things. And there's people on the other side of it where they're saying, well, why am I watching this? Mm-hmm. What, what? Where is the joy? And, and this was Steve was talking about this when he was talking about the first season of True Detective, which we skipped over talking about season four of True Detective. So I apologize. We'll, it we'll, figure, we'll figure out how to work it in there. Yeah. But where is there joy or fun or enjoyment in watching... Bad things, like not just like somebody stubbing their toe or getting fired from a job, but women getting raped, different kinds of murder, um, you know, gross and disgusting things, like a bathtub scene in Saltburn, and so on and so forth. Where where is the the joy and why? Like we I can't we can't ask a why, but why would people do things? Because a lot of people are different, but and and you know we're talking about. You know, cookie watching prisoners. There's a scene in that movie that is incredibly hard to watch, where they, have you know, Terrence Howard, Hugh Jackman, and have Paul Dano held up against the wall and are ready to beat the crap out of the guy, and then they throw him in a burning hot shower and burn the, you know, basically burn the kid alive. You know, where where is the fine. joy? Yeah. <laughs> where is the joy in in seeing bad bad things happen to people in movies and TV shows? Chris, can you can you help me help others? Where, where, where it I it's wouldn't say
1: it's a joy, though.
0: and horror movies and watching a slasher film you know, or, or feeling scared in a, from a horror movie is different than seeing something horrible happen to someone or them doing something grossly. Something I
1: actually don't think they're that different, you know, because we watch horror films and horrible things happen to sometimes good characters. Like, you know, you could watch the Halloween franchise. and something I think it's kind of interesting what the Halloween franchise is. A lot of the victims are kind of just everyday people who aren't exactly bad. Like, if you watch the most recently um, Halloween Kills. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a character in there who is a, an escaped mental patient. That character dies, and it's pretty mm-hmm. horrible. So, I, I think that... You know, you watch something like that, and that's horrible on its own. Then you watch something like, you know, something that's disgusting or horrible in a regular film, and Mm -hmm. it's the same kind of emotion. Now, maybe you expect it more in, in like, a horror film. Like, you expect people to die. We could watch any trailer of any horror movie and just start paying out, okay, they're dead, they're dead. You know what I mean? Like the Abigail trailer, you could pick out most of that cast is dead. Sure. But I think when it comes to a regular film and you watch it, it hits a little differently because you're not expecting it. But I don't think I would call it a joy Mm -hmm. unless maybe it's like a a funny thing to it or like an aspect or it's a gotcha kind of moment. Maybe the character is a horrible person in the movie, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. Um You know, in the case of like Steve brings up a a pretty popular one, The Passion of the Christ. Hmm. For me, I can never watch it again. I know a lot of people who cannot watch this movie. And I watched it without flinching, it did not Hmm. affect me whatsoever. What that says about me, I couldn't tell you. But Hmm. um, I I think that it's easier for people to watch something that has like a positive message and a happier message just because Hmm. sometimes. That feeling that you get from watching something like Passion of the Christ or, you know, Saltburn, because yeah, you get the bathtub scene, but the grave scene, there's a cemetery scene that is yes. far worse. And yep. you watch those things, it's like I, you get a certain feeling from it. It's easier mm-hmm. to watch the happy film than shake the bathtub cemetery scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So sure, I, sure. I think that's part of it. But at the same time, if a movie can make you feel anything, I think that is a huge win for the movie. Like, Mm -hmm. a movie I cannot watch again is 12 Years a Slave. Right. I think that is one of the best movies ever made. Will I watch it again? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Once was enough, and that's it. (laughs) I felt what I felt, and I don't want to go back to that. So I also think it's a case of picking your poison. What can you handle? What can yep. you watch and still enjoy? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some interesting comments. <clears throat> Ian says, it's the art in its full form. If it's violence for no reason, then it doesn't entertain you. But when <clears throat> bad things happen for a character or a plot development, then it's important, like in Euphoria. That's another thing. Senseless violence doesn't do anything. Right. But if there's a meaning or a point behind whatever's happening, I, again, I think that the film is doing its job or the series is doing its job. Mm-hmm. I find movies like Joker harder to watch than violent movies. I do too, but for a different reason.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say pick a different, <laughs> give me mm-hmm. a different example there. Ian. come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> different reason for that's hard for me to watch. Um, Steve says, or Matthew McConaughey's character in True Detective season one is just miserable. I didn't feel good after watching him and I want my entertainment to leave me feeling good, which I, I, I think that's, it's a 50, 50. And again, it's whatever you can handle and watch and enjoy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things, and, and that was where it initiated from was the true detective thing. You know, it, it, a lot of those times Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, both their characters are not characters filled with joy. A lot mm-hmm. of the time, um, you know, Woody's going through a breakup, or, like, marriage issues pretty much the entire season. Um, you know, what, Matthew McConaughey's got his own issues going on in that uh, in the season as well. So there's there's the idea as well about, you know, a show that's not filled with, I keep wanting to say joy in a different ways because, like, Game of Thrones, uh, Game, I don't know if that's a good example, because it has funny moments in it.
1: It does. But, like, aspects.
0: What's that? It is a miserable series, though. Yeah. So, but it, but there's there's some kind of joy in, in seeing it as well. And I think what you said earlier about you know a TV show and a movie, if we don't feel anything in in that, we won't care. We don't care about it. It's forgettable. Like even yeah, exactly. And even a bad even a movie we don't enjoy still makes us feel something. We're still talking about it mm-hmm. in a certain way. Um, so I, I I do understand the idea of putting something in a show. Or a movie to make us feel something, but like I'm I, like I'm thinking to myself, why would I watch Euphoria? Why would I continue to watch it after seeing a scene like that? Like, and you mentioned it to me that it gets a little bit different as, as the show goes on. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was in the pilot episode, so usually pilots are a little more, you know, a little more oomph in them, a little more shock value. Um, but like, just for again, for myself. I'm trying to think of another, and, like I said, you know, girl with the dragon tattoo, I skip right over the scene. I don't even watch the scene anymore. Um, so I'm just wondering about you know, trying to keep going back to something. Like and you said, you you know you won't watch twelve years of slave again. is 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 that a good idea as well? having something that it's hard to watch, and because of the stuff, the the themes or the 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 visualization of the horrific nature that happened to, um, Solomon in 12 Years a Slave, but you can't go back to it afterwards. You know, you can't then, you know, again, enjoy or you can't, you know, experience the movie ever again or the TV show ever again because of something that you, you felt the first time you watched it.
1: Well, in, in one way, if you look at it, it means that the feeling was so distinct and intense that it's, it leaves a lasting impression. Mm-hmm. That's one way look like, at like it. Like was, it was that strong. I don't need to go back. Mm-hmm. That's one way to look at it. Um, I, I think, like Cookie says here, I love movies and shows that leave me feeling awful. It's kind of therapeutic, but I usually can't rewatch. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fine because some movies, I don't, I don't think some movies are meant for rewatching, like continuously. Yeah, like that I might watch something different. this year and I won't remember I even saw it and I'll watch it again <laughs> later on. Or it's like, okay, I, I think I can revisit this now. Mm-hmm. Like Requiem for a Dream, I think is a really good example. Mm-hmm. there's nothing happy in that film. There is no character redemption. If anything,
0: it gets even worse at the end for some of those characters. I was going to say, the characters are worse off at the end than they were at the start. <laughs> I,
1: I don't think any of them actually had a better ending. Nope. Maybe Jared Leto's character, because I guess he's forced to get
0: clean? Yeah. <laughs> if I he don't... makes it out of where he is, yeah.
1: Right, we don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> So um, he says, "I th- I feel like I need a character redemption to like it." Says, I will never watch *Requiem for a Dream* again. You know, actually, I've seen it quite a few times. It doesn't bother me, but it is miserable. <laughs>
0: I-, I think every yeah, no. everybody's
1: tolerance scale is different.
0: Yeah, well, and I I my tolerance scale has gone way down the older I get,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and even like the more I and not not the more I have kids, but the more I have my kids around, mm-hmm. like my fourteen year old daughter. Like and that that's why euphoria maybe might be a little tough for me, um, you know. And you know, speaking of Darren Aronofsky, I remember mm-hmm. when I was watching uh, Mother, um, the movie th- that he did with Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem. Uh, there's a scene towards the end of the movie where a baby is born, and he is the baby is ripped from Jennifer Lawrence's mother's character, her arms, and taken by a group of people, and the baby is held up in the air. And is crying and screaming and peeing all over itself because it's a baby and it was just i remember watching it in the theater um, and you can say whatever you want about the movie itself but like i remember watching that scene and i think it was not long after my son was born I was like i cannot watch this movie ever again and i haven't watched it and i won't watch it because of a scene like that so i like the the older i get and you know being a father has has neutered me in a certain way where my my is, my feeling is i'm always thinking about my kids and then when i watch a movie most of the time now, you know, this, you it's know, and, I think. That's yeah, like it's like awesome. if I watch a movie about high school girls doing drugs and having sex and, and 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 rape situations and social media situations like, OK, that's that's my daughter right there. I can't think about anything other than that. Or, and if there's young kids in a movie and I was like, OK, well, that's my son. I can't I can't not think about that. So I think it, being in a state of mind is very different. And I, and I talked about this with a friend as well. And I asked him asked him how he felt about it. And he said, "Well, it depends on the state of mind, and it also depends how it's done, like how it's filmed, how how it's visualized, and if it's done in a, in, I don't want to say a tasteful way. Um, like, in, like I think about like an action movie, like John Wick. Violence is over the top, blood and guts everywhere. Sure, give it to me. But if there's mm-hmm. like a horror movie or something that's the same kind of blood and guts, like a Saw movie, um, where the, the the violence is gratuitous in a certain way, that's that's a little bit harder. Like there's a a difference between how it's how it's done if the quality is there, I think, for any kind of hard to watch scene.
1: So my mind went to two places. Just now one was Did you eat the baby? Um which <laughs> it's kind of did you eat the baby? Uh mm-hmm. the other thing was Hereditary. Yeah. Hereditary is a very intense movie. Now it, it's horror but there's mm-hmm. something deeper there. It's about family. And it's yep. very dark and it can be hard to watch. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it's something people would rewatch often, but it is great. Mm-hmm. I think that's rewatchable. I wonder if it's because it's set with horror. With right. Horror. Like maybe horror makes things easier to watch. Like I said earlier, they're, they're similar. They're close enough. But mm-hmm. maybe because you expect it, it's, you know, it's different. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Steve asks, is. Is it the breakup with Jennifer Ann that makes you think it's a rom-com, but turns out just to be a horrible breakup with no happiness? Uh, <laughs> kind of. I mean, I would <laughs> say the breakup is, is not a, a joyless film because at the end of the movie, uh, they're both on better paths. I, I, think. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the point of the breakup was that to show things happen. You know, life happens. Sometimes things just don't work out. Ian says, I wasn't a big fan of Game of Thrones at first, mainly because of the overuse of violence and incest. It didn't seem necessary a lot of the time.
0: No, it didn't. And I think House of Dragons should have maybe taken that note. I was just going to say, that sounds like my a review of first season of House of the Dragon, Chris. I, yeah, I think
1: <laughs> if we could have like a log line of something, <laughs> that, that would be it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bill says, for is it, it's not an easy rewatch it is not but it is a glorious film
0: <laughs> <laughs> glorious yeah so again i'm not uh, uh, um, i'm not not accustomed to hard to watch movies i've been watching all of those movies all my life but in a certain state of mind i think i'll have to try and prepare myself a little bit better with um you know, euphoria specifically because I do want to watch the show because I know there's quality in there. Um, you know, there's there's quality in that 33 minutes and 11 seconds that I did watch. It's just mm-hmm. that one scene just made me say, "Okay, I just can't do that right now." Um, so I, I, I I'm going to keep I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to go back to it.
1: But I think also, and maybe this might be my my final comment on it. But um, mm-hmm. I think some some of these movies, a bad thing happens to a character because it has to. We have to see the character go through this to understand Mm. the journey that they go on. Sure. In the case of Jules, that scene is Mm -hmm. horrible. It's a terrible thing, but to see how she progresses is important. Mm. Did we need to see it graphically? Probably not. Right. It could have been implied. It could have been suggested,
0: whatever. Well, and (laughs) And that was the thing leading up to the scene too. Like they show her, she's riding her bike to the motel. I'm like, okay. When she knocks on the door, just cut it. Just cut the scene and like get her leaving the hotel. I we know what's happening in there. I get what's going to happen in there, um, but let's just. But they and, like they kept going for. It. I'm like, oh, damn it. I was I was hoping they weren't going to show it, mm-hmm. and maybe that was my thought as well. Like the way that it's it's. Oh, the, sense of, keep... the sense of dread is very like. As soon as she leaves the house and she tells her dad, oh, "I'm going to a party," and she gets on her bicycle, I'm like, "Oh, Jules." God damn it. <laughs> don't <Yeah>. do it.
1: <laughs> it, it's, it happens, man. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: <laughs> it happens,
1: man. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the way they, they set things up in film, they want you to feel it, and if it, yeah. if it hits, it hits. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that does influence the way you watch something. It influences yep. the way you come back to it, and mm-hmm. overall, it influences your memory of it, because now, no matter what, when you think euphoria, it won't be forgettable. Because that's you remember right. that exact sequence. My, my Dad. I'm going to a party on the bike and then terror.
0: <laughs> terror. Terror. Hara. <laughs> <Horror. laughs> yeah, um, Steve
1: said, I guess that's my issue. I don't care for bad, real life bad stuff and my fake stuff. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Real life has, no, has enough of its own bad stuff. I agree with that, too. Yeah. I, yep. I think part of the reason we, we turn to entertainment is to turn our brain off.
0: Yeah, and I like, and, um, and and Phil mentions a little bit longer, like there's movies to make you feel a different way as well. Like you can watch something that makes you feel a bad way, um, you know, and the next night watch something that makes you laugh. You know, do something. There, it's not like you have to, you know, be sunken in that hole of dread and, and, and awfulness constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, find something else that that will bring you more of a, a joyful uh, experience.
1: My cookie says, Martyrs was hard to watch, and then depressed the hell out of me. But I'm glad I saw it, if that makes sense.
0: what's? I don't think I've seen Martyrs. I don't know. Is that, that something either. new? Mm, just typed it in. No, it's from 2008.
1: I don't think I've seen it. Um, Phil says, a film that is starting to put me yeah, in a good I'll mood every that. time is Uncle Buck. John Candy was an absolute legend. Yeah, and that's, that's <laughs> another thing. Like this movie that you watch, that instant good mood. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Macy Wart's Uncle? What is this? That's the... That's the line from Uncle Buck when he's talking to the teacher. I don't said, think I've seen Uncle yeah. Buck since I was a child. Uh, well, you get, put it at the top of your list, there, buddy.
1: I could. <laughs> but... <laughs> that list is really long.
0: Yes, yeah, it's, it's the year just started, and Chris's list is quite long. I'm already quitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Nothing else is being added to my list. <laughs> no, I'm.
1: I'm going to watch Batman Begins for the rest of the year. <laughs>
0: that's right. <laughs>
1: That is the idea, just repeat Batman Begins. And Sheldon, anything
0: with Sheldon Cooper. And with young Sheldon, that's always a good time. All right, folks, so that's our thoughts on some movies that are hard to watch and why we choose to watch them. Um, Chris, anything else you want to talk about before we get on out of here tonight?
1: I like True Detective.
0: Right, True Detective uh, season four, episode Mm -hmm. one. Um, Night Country, I liked it too. Um, went to kind of some different places that I was expecting it to go. Um, particularly the opening scene with the uh, elk or caribou or uh, reindeer. Whatever, whatever that they was, are. that was cool. Yeah. Like, in, and like the, the tongue, mm-hmm. the, the, the one thing that I did like was like the, I don't know, side story about the woman in the past who had lost her tongue, mm-hmm. um, that Navarro was, um, that had found, um, which I thought that was quite interesting. I didn't know John Hawks was in the show. Love John Hawks, I think he's an incredible actor. I love him in lots of TV shows, Deadwood. Um, uh, so I was very happy to see him in this. Um, interesting seeing Jodie Foster. Don't know if I've seen her in a lot. You know, Silence of the Lambs. I know she was an in Inside Man. Hard to pick out another you know contact. Jodie Foster movie, Contact. Um, so it's it's nice seeing her you know doing some more, uh, mm-hmm. not doing some more, but. Doing something um, like uh, like True Detective, I think uh, I'm really gonna enjoy this this season. I can I can feel it already. Me too. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Cosine, and I like the supernatural mm-hmm. stuff. Did not know there was supernatural stuff in mm-hmm. True Detective. I assumed it meant like like True Detective. It's in the title. I assumed that they were
0: doing like you know kind of like real
1: life type investigations, like regular murders and things like that.
0: Yeah, the first two <laughs> seasons are like that. Yeah, the first two seasons are very you know. Uh, down to earth. I didn't watch the third season so hmm. yeah this one's a bit different but hmm. well, we'll see how tonight's episode is shit yeah it's Sunday already I watched it uh, a couple nights ago so yeah I'm, I'm ready for the next one it will nice. I think it's already on uh, yeah 10 o'clock probably 10 or 9 probably is when uh, when big HBO shows are, are on uh, anyways okay Chris hit us up with uh, some plugs let's get out of here
1: yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at thatchris70. You can also follow the podcast I do with my buddies Anthony Crusoe and Phil Walsh at DC Unlimited Pod. And as always, I would love it if you guys would follow this show at G of the Geeks. Emmett is better with the rest of the plugs, and he will take over.
0: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Emmett Davis 7 Gathering of the Geeks. It's available on YouTube, uh, where you're hopefully watching the show right now. And wherever you get your podcasts um a version of this show will be available whenever it gets uploaded probably sometime this week uh, <laughs> uh so i want to say say thanks to cookie ian eric uh zetty phil steve um thanks for watching uh ronan and quick there at the start uh ruth Monroe at the start as well and there was somebody else at the start uh, Nope, that's it. Um, <laughs> thanks for watching, guys. Uh, and we will catch you uh, next week. So in saying all that, for Chris and I'm Emmett. And we gather on Sundays. Have a good week, guys.